Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Dogs. As always, we appreciate you tuning into the new kids on the block for the always entertaining, sometimes wild takes that we bring to you. Don't forget to like and subscribe below and keep a lookout for us on IG and Twitter at Dynasty Dogs FF, all one word, for daily updates and content. Also, make sure you go to underdogfantasy.com and use our code Dynasty Dog to get a free $25 on top of your $10 deposit. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Dogs, week three in the books. Hope you enjoyed it. Some crazy storylines once again. Going to review our Dogs of the Week from last week. We'll talk a little bit into our new ones. Um, I know a couple misses. It's all right, though. We're still here. And we're going to cover a couple different things going on in the NFL. I think one of the biggest ones that we want to talk about, especially it's going to relate back to Nick's Dog of the Week, will be Jonathan Taylor's usage. We're definitely going to cover the bear situation because that is an absolute shit show over there. Not really sure what they're doing. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit on some rookies and a few other areas, but without further ado, how are you doing guys? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, some teams that are struggling, man, that I really thought were going to be contenders. Some the other way around. It's a crazy season. It's, yep. it's been so unpredictable, but Nick, what's going on with you, bro? Yeah, this week was the craziest yet, and I don't know if it's going to get any better. <laughs> I think it's going to be crazy-ass year. So, I mean, yeah, last week I had Jonathan Taylor as my dog of the week, and I thought the Colts would realize they're 0-2 and they should probably utilize their running back. Like, you know, it would make sense, but now they're 0-3 and they still haven't utilized them. They have Wentz, who's injured. Shouldn't At first, he was projected to be out the first, like, what, five weeks? Something yep. like that with the foot Came back, fracture. Got right? hurt again, and you're still going through him. It doesn't make sense. He's not healthy. Taylor's one of the, you know, most more talented backs in the league. Michael Pittman, though, man. Yeah, I'm, he's, he's looking good. Yeah, he's emerging as a true one, which is nice to see. I think a couple people I know, Matt Nine, um, out of uh, Fantasy Scouts, they actually had him pegged as a as an alpha over there, and he looks at you know he's getting the target share. Um, he's going up against number one DBs and, and he's looking well. Um, the problem again, comes back to Jonathan Taylor and the usage. I, I saw a report earlier today, they're shopping Marlon Mack. So, um, I mean, yeah, that's great. But at the same time, it's not like he's getting a major, you know, snap count. Uh, I think the big thing comes down Hines to is. Yeah. Heinz is, but I mean, Frank, right. He just, he's not, he's not utilizing Taylor the right way. I think if I'm not mistaken, um, if you guys want to fact check me on it, con, I, I want to say Taylor was averaging like 11 yards per touch. Um, that's pretty elite. <laughs> it was you know, around but, there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with receptions and everything too, but he's just not getting, he's just not getting the usage, um, which is super frustrating. Cause we see like a guy like Deandre Swift, who we all had in our top eight. And then Khan had him at five. I had him at eight. You had him at seven, Nick. Um, he's getting really good usage, but he's also really efficient, even though Jamal Williams is there getting the type of work he is, you know, you want to see Taylor with what 15, 20 touches a game. You know, I mean, I feel like that's oh, borderline. 20 is like the minimum. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I'm talking like handoffs. I'm not, you know, you want another five, six receptions per game too. Um, it's tough, man. You know, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense how some of these coaches think. I, I saw one of the guys on Twitter saying, you know, I'm great at fantasy football, but these coaches are idiots and it makes it impossible to know who's, you know, what? you know, what, bro, I agree with that. That's pretty true. That's, yeah. that's honestly true, bro. I mean, Frank Reich has Jonathan Taylor playing 55, 45 and 48% of snaps over the first three weeks. That's asinine. That's He's beginning that's, 80 minimum that's horrific bro yeah yeah he's he's a monster i mean he really is and a lot of people want to say well he's 
not generational. Listen, don't panic. Don't sell. Yeah, don't gonna, take him out of your lineups. He's an every week start still. I don't care. Jonathan Taylor was a quote unquote sell at the beginning of last season too. And then what happened running back four in the year? Exactly. I mean, if you guys go get him for cheap, go do it. Like do it. So, yeah, that's the big thing right now. I think we're all looking at, you know, obviously Carson Wentz is he's just not good, man. I don't know if it's that injury. Whoa, that Trey he... just went down one of our leagues right now as we're recording. Hold what up. do we got? What do we got? This is between it's still loading for me. My Wi-Fi is dog poop. Josiah and Chris Gutierrez. Oh, OK. Yeah, I like this. This is a good. Wow. Deal. Justin Jefferson just got moved. That's uh, crazy. So it looks like it was Justin Jefferson, Daryl Henderson, and Elijah Mitchell for Kareem Hunt, Chase Claypool, and Waddle. That's a really good deal for both sides. I like that a lot. I mean, obviously, Goody isn't really like a top contender. He gets some good depth. Um, Elijah Mitchell is a sell for me, even though he's my guy in that backfield. I just don't trust Shanahan. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's Look, a good deal. Will I like Fuller Claypool came back this week, and Waddle was still at 88% of snaps. Waddle's a beast. Yeah, Waddle had, Waddle had a really good – I mean, now listen, his yards per catch was insanely low. I mean, what was it, like five or like Can four? Can I be honest with you, though? I don't, I don't really care. I don't it either. doesn't matter. No, doesn't he's matter. getting the target share. That's, that's and, the big thing. And, when somebody, and it's not Tua. Yeah. When it's and Tua, some, it's going to – yeah. somebody like Waddle gets 12 receptions, you know, like – I don't care if it didn't happen this game, but next game or the game after, he's going to have an 80-yard touchdown. That's what I was about to say, exactly. He's the kind of guy that will 100% take a ball to the house. He has that home run ability, and that's why a guy like that is drafted where he was. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like that deal for Goody specifically because he's been so low on depth. Um, his team is really needed to to make some moves. So I like that. That's hey man, that's being a good owner right there. You know, you don't want to trade Jefferson. He's a guy that you give up a lot for, but it makes sense. Um I'll take and, a shout out on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Booty. Hey, we're proud of you, they, bro. They did not even know we were doing this right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that went down live. Um, all right. Do you guys want to touch on your dogs of the week from last week? Yeah, I, I'm 0 for 2 right now, man. People are gonna stop listening to me quickly until I start hitting. I, I went Noah Fant. He just had a bad week, man. I, I really again I like the matchup. I felt he was in a good smash spot. Um obviously, you know, the Jets are just not good, but yeah, five. I think he had five and a half points. He had two receptions for 15 yards. We have a two point per premium in our in our our league, so it's a little more aggressive. But yes, I did not hit this week, guys. I'm I'm sorry. Don't listen to me right now. It's I'm just, on a cold streak. Yeah, they they just got out in front and then didn't really have to pass. Tim Patrick got a touchdown. Um, KJ Hamler got a deep reception, I think, before he tore his ACL. Yep. It just, yeah. just you know it didn't fall for him this week. Yeah, I mean, even Sutton had like an okay game. Um. It's just one of those. It's just one of those weeks where the team, you know, they got in a situation they didn't need to utilize them. So, yeah. um, I thought it was a great matchup. Again, he just didn't smash. Uh, Con, why don't you talk on yours? Yeah. So mine was Daniel Jones, and he put together a okay week. I believe it was around twenty points in most scoring formats. It's just, uh, you know, there's not much to say about the Giants. You know, we're all Giants fans until Jason Garrett gets removed from play calling duties. I just don't really know what to make of them week to week. So my fault on that, I need to be more. Uh, I mean, that was a smash spot. It's just unfortunate the way the way things went. Sterling Shepard got hurt. Slayton got hurt. They didn't put in Tony yeah. after he made 10 yards after the catch on each reception. He looked good. He looked good. Tony looked good, man. People want to call him a bust and like, that's fine and all because he's in a, a crappy scheme. But when you watch Young him Joker, play, it's he's coming. It, I don't yeah. know. I mean, like, I'm not saying go and send offers for Kadarius Tony, but I think he's an interesting player because of his skill set. You, know, you know, he's the kind of guy that the ball's in his hands and 
he can score every time. He's again like Waddle, like a home run threat. Not the same skill set. Yeah. Not the same player. Not the same talent. He's very raw, but I mean, he's yeah. like a running back in the open field. He, yeah. He I, I don't want miss. people to to hear Johnny and be like, "Oh my God, such a homer!" Like, believe me, Johnny knows Waddle is better. Okay. <laughs> I I know, I know that too. But we're just saying, you know, Tony Tony's the how do you say it? He's just the butt of a lot of jokes, and he doesn't deserve that. So. No, he doesn't. I mean, players, they, they grow, they get better. Um, listen, Jason Garrett sucks, guys. I mean, uh, we're all Giants fans. It sucks to see. I mean, Daniel Jones had a couple opportunities, but realistically, that scheme, everything's hard for him. So um, still love him as a player. Still think he's great in fantasy this year. He's in a good situation. But, you know, again, you like this. You like the situation this week. It just he ended up not hitting um, the way he should have um, play calling was so hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was bad, man. Nick, what do you think? What was your what was your dog of the week? Oh, I went over it already with JT, but that's um, right. I'm sorry. So, what about your QB one, bro? I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not that guy that's gonna overreact and say, "Oh, it was so bad." But I mean, it was Nagy really didn't let him do much, and it's affecting a Rob. It's affecting basically the whole offense. Yeah. What do you think's gonna happen this week? You think he starts again? Here's the thing, man, and and this is my honest. This is where I'm at it really feels like Nagy didn't want fields. And yep. I know that. Could wow. Be a you think so? I really feel like it just, it feels like honestly, man, Dan Orlowski was talking about it when he was saying it. I was like, this is actually how I felt when I was watching the game. It felt like he set the kid up to fail so he could get people off his back to stop saying, let's play him. And it felt like he went into that game with no play game with no game plan. I mean, dude, the guy's a runner, right? He was sacked nine effing times. I mean, he he had no time to do anything. The play calls were just, they were bad. They had no game plan. You're not setting that kid up to succeed when you're allowing free rushers every single time. I mean, he's dropping back and every time he's got a guy in his face yeah. just beating the shit out of him. He's a rookie, you know? And, and listen, I give guys a hard time about Zach Wilson in our league. I don't dislike Zach Wilson. I just, I don't like when a rookie comes in and people say he's going to be the next, the next best quarterback to ever play. And it's like, dude, calm down. Like, let's give this guy some time to just see who he is, see what he can do. So I think all the rookies in this class are going to be good. I think yet again, we've been blessed with a good quarterback class. What people have to understand is every single year, you're not going to have guys hit week one, week two, week three. It's just not what happens. We just got spoiled, bro. It's what it is. Yeah, exactly. We had two guys who were on pace to absolutely smash the rookie touchdown record last year. Well, dude, I mean, Justin Herbert came in last year and looked really damn good. I mean, you have every year – these players coming in and performing, you get to a place where you forget that five, six, seven years ago, quarterbacks used to get three, four years before you really made any sort of like definitive statement. Rookie years, you really didn't even judge guys. You just knew, hey, he's a rookie and you looked for traits and you looked for improvement week over week. But now it's become a thing where two, three weeks in, oh, he's a bust, oh, he sucks. Yeah, I think Zach Wilson's throwing some horrible interceptions. I think he's making some really bad decisions. He also has no time to pass. His receivers are dropping balls, and he's getting slaughtered every time. So let's look at it. You will not hear me slender Zach Wilson when he throws four picks against Bill Belichick. It's just not going to happen. You know, like it takes a very, very, very special quarterback to to face Bill Belichick in week two of your career and not throw a single interception. Oh, Justin Herbert struggled against Belichick. You know, even Jones, he he had a pretty good rookie year. He struggled against. I mean, he looked okay, but, you know, it's I think Herbert threw 30 times when they played the Patriots last year and he had like 190 yards. 
<laughs> and he had multiple right interceptions. Now. You know, that was with Eckler, with Keenan Allen. Oh, I'm not sure if that was with Eckler, actually. Don't quote me. But Yeah, you know, so he threw 53 times against New England. He had 209 yards and two interceptions. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, he had – that's by far the worst game of his career. Um, I mean, but you got to realize, again, that's what Bill – I mean, Bill Belichick's grinning on the sideline when he's playing these guys because he knows, like, <laughs> I'm going to confuse you. I'm going to attack you. I'm going to put you in a bad situation. Yeah. So um, to answer your question, Nick, no, I am not even – what I saw on Sunday, all it did is solidify the fact that for three years, I thought Matt Nagy was a complete imbecile. Um, I thought when they drafted David Montgomery and refused to use him his rookie year, it pissed me off. I knew Montgomery needed time to grow. He obviously has improved, but his inability to utilize his best players and put them in situations to win, um, his inability to block and 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 put guys like his quarterbacks when he had Nick Foles and other quarterbacks in there, Trubisky. I mean, Trubisky dragged this guy to the playoffs. I mean, I read something today. So it's like Mitch Trubisky is literally the greatest quarterback of all time. He made Matt Nagy look like a good, a good play caller and a good coach. You know like, what we need, bro? We need either Eric Bieniemy or we need Joe Brady in Chicago for Justin Fields, just to make sure this kid's career doesn't go to the wasteland. That would be a great spot. So obviously they're going to fire Nagy this year, and Joe Brady's going to be a, a head coach candidate. I would love to see him in Chicago with a real offense because their yeah. defense is elite, man. They're losing years of an elite defense that could take them to a championship. So they're losing um, years of Cleo Mack. But thank God sucks, Matt Nagy man. is coaching there this year because we have their pick. Yeah, 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 it's great. As Giants fans, it's awesome, but it sucks, man. Allen Robinson has been relegated to like a wide receiver four. I mean, it just it's it's terrible for fantasy. It's terrible for real football. It is. Um, I wanted to I wanted to just touch on that though because you know it was his first week with Fields and he had six targets. You know, like the the yards per catch. You know, he had two for I think twenty four or something like that. You know, it's not what you want to see, but it's week one with Justin Fields. I mean, so, you know, he had six targets. He's averaging seven over the first three weeks. And he's on Robinson, you know, you know, this 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 year or these three weeks are not going to define his season. What defines what should define his season is what he's done the last six or seven years. So if you can if you can swing a trade trim in a redraft or in a dynasty, you know, I'm. (laughs) <laughs> he's a great buy low. And I know a lot of people are panicking just because of the coach, the system, the quarterback turnover and talent wins. So I, I think he's going to be fine. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 to 12 guy though. I think he's going to be around 15 to 18 range. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. But the thing is, bro, people are talking about him as if he's, you know, if you, um, well, why do you, what go ahead. I'm sorry, go, go ahead. Cause I see people who are, who are like, you know, um, one of my friends texted me. He's like, "What do you think of Allen Robinson? Should I just trade him straight up for like a, like like a? What do you think about Allen Robinson or Robert Woods the rest of the season?" And I'm like, "You know, Robert Woods is in a great offense, but Allen Robinson is a one, and I and I don't care about you know what else there is. He's he's a better player than Robert Woods, and he's the one. So like conversation stops there. It, I just feel like the people he's getting compared to now, as if he's dropped tier." And he he really hasn't. He just kind of moved to the back of the tier that he was in already in, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, it's tough right now. I think long term we can we can see it getting better, but um, it's it's 
it's not an easy situation when you own Allen Robinson, you're expecting him to be a top 10 wide receiver. And he's just, he's not able to produce because he's not really getting the targets and he's not getting the usage. Um, moving on, let's talk a little bit about some of these rookies. Uh, Terrence, uh, Terrace Marshall, which is one of Khan's guys. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. I know we want to talk about snap percentage. Um, what we see with, you know, Robbie Anderson, obviously they just moved Dan Arnold. Is that yeah. going to affect Tommy Tremble or is that going to go more to a guy like, Terrace Marshall. So, you I know, mean, give me, give me your perspective. I, I think, you know, we saw, we all saw it in week three on national TV. Robbie Anderson, he kind of didn't have his head in the game, really. And it, it kind of happens often with him, even when he was in the Jets, where if he doesn't get targets, he kind of just, you know, kind of sulks over there on the, on the sideline or yeah. he's all the way on the boundary. He kind of just half-asses his routes or his blocks. And Marshall was making tough catches. He made one really nice catch where – um. Darnell missed him by like maybe a foot and it was a big third down play and Marshall made like a full extension catch, moved to move the sticks. And he's just a good player. He, he tied Anderson in snaps this week. He's gone up in snap percentage every week. He's out targeted Robbie Anderson on the season. Yeah. And he, I think he's going to be the clear two moving forward. It's not even close. It's interesting too, though, because they just paid Robbie. So it's like, why are you paying this guy to yeah. not use him to not, target him to not really put him in a position to succeed i've always thought robbie was kind of a weird guy um i mean what do i mean you, he, I, had the, he had the thing with the cop where yeah he totally he got pulled gonna, over and he 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 said some nasty things about the cop's wife so which is just weird um yeah i don't know he's never been a guy i really liked long term for dynasty so i feel like um i don't hate the take man marshall looks good um he's just gonna have to get targeted more dj more which i've been telling you for a very long time is the alpha of that offense. And he is <laughs> we that were guy. saying that his touchdowns are coming this year. I mean, listen, Con argue Look, I, with I me. hope his touchdowns are coming, man, but he still has one in three weeks. I mean, that's They're fine. Coming. Look at the target share. Look at the amount of receptions. The he's target getting. share is absolutely he had 16 is points in the first perfect. quarter. Yeah. Dude, if he hit him on that long ball, he would have mm. had like 180 yards on on and a um, touchdown. Oh my god, it's just listen, I'm telling you. I've been saying by DJ Moore for 4 years, I think. I mean, I loved him coming out of college and and he's been I've been probably one of the hardest DJ Moore troopers you'll ever meet. So, I'm I'm just excited to see it happening, but I do love Terrace Marshall there because I think it opens up the game for that entire offense. C-Mac will be back in a few weeks and um, hopefully that doesn't affect their efficiency just overall as a team. Cause after he went out, man, they looked horrible. Yeah. Also DJ Moore is my receiver 11 in dynasty. And then in front I have McLaurin CD, just and Deandre. Hans. So it's wow. not like, you know, I don't hate him. <laughs> I know you don't I hate don't, him. But I, you... don't, I don't think I, I'm as high on him as you are, but he's definitely, Oh no, that's holy shit. That's your ranking. So I was going to say, I have him um, at 11. He'll be, he'll be, him, yeah, he'll be I have him at 10. I have him. Yeah, I haven't met. So I'm one spot higher than you, bro. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. So, all right, let's talk about Rashad Bateman. So obviously he's coming back. He may not play this week. I, I think there's probably a good chance that they decide to bring him on slowly just because they are winning. They're playing really good football. There's no need to rush him coming off that type of injury. You want to make sure he's fresh for the rest of the season. You need him. Um, Marquise Brown dropped three touchdown passes. I think I saw the adjusted two. Um, Marquise Brown. I saw the adjusted. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you said two. I think there was yeah, one the week two. before. It was like 44 points he's left on the board, fantasy-wise. So, Yeah, he I mean, would be the wide receiver, too, right now. If he insane. caught those two touchdowns, 
wide receiver. Too. And then the he's, week before, I don't remember if it was a touchdown or I forget what it was, but I, I just had read that he had, there's been three drop balls and it was like over 44 points, which is just nuts. So they need Rashad Bateman, but at the same time, you want to make sure he's healthy long-term. So what are you guys thinking about him from a redraft perspective, from a dynasty perspective? You know, are you, are you going out and trying to shop for him? Are you trading him now? You know, what are you doing? I have Bateman rostered in every single league that I'm in, in IR spots. Mm-hmm. Um, 12 team leagues, um, four, three RDC leagues with two flexes. Like, I drafted him at 13th round knowing he was going to be out maybe four weeks. And I, and I just put him on my IR. Like, he's, he's going to be the clear wide receiver one. Maybe not the number one pass catcher, but right when he steps in, it, it, you know, Marquise Brown is an afterthought. Sammy Watkins is not going to be a top 100 player anymore. You know, I think he's like 102 right now, but he's immediately going to pretty much be irrelevant. You know, Bateman is just so clearly probably better than those guys at the moment he steps on an NFL field. I mean, his I tweet crisp. Yeah, yeah, his route running. Go ahead, Nikki. I want you to talk. I, I'll, I'll mention it after. I'm just going to talk about his production this year, but go. Yeah, so I have him as my rookie wide receiver three. Even though he was missing the time, I, it's dynasty, so we're not caring about that. I don't know. Where do you have him, Con? Um, hold on. Give me a second. Rookie wise. Uh, well, Chase is obviously one. And then I have he has him at four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did, forward. I did have him at two. And then I had, um, uh, I had Marshall Waddle and Ron Elmore. Yes. Yeah, so we got him I had two, him at three, four. four. Yeah. Yeah. Which I tweeted out a while ago before the season that I saw Rashad Bateman to be the most productive rookie wide receiver this season. Um, I thought he would have the most success, most yards, most touchdowns, whatever it was, he would just be the most productive. Um, obviously that can't be the case now because Jamar Chase is off to a pretty historic start. Um, guys, I said it, Rondell over Chase this year. I still believe it. Um, Chase looks phenomenal right now. So I mean, no, I think gonna... he's good too, but T Higgins over Chase this year still. Well, T Higgins was out last week, so that helps. No, but, yeah. you know, I still I still stand by that take. Rondell over Chase. You know, we'll see. Um, and in four or five weeks, if if I'm down bad, then you know I'll own that. But I, I still believe it. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I still think that Bateman is going to be very productive for the rest of the season. I, I think we put down top twenty four wide receiver week in and week out. I think yeah. in that offense, you really have Mark Andrews, and then you have Rashad Bateman. Um, I, I do understand people feel good about you know Sammy Watkins and Marquise Brown getting the targets they are. Um, they're getting them because they're there, you know. I mean, you know, they're well, good. Let me let me ask you guys. So, like yeah. with Bateman, I, I I wrote down that top twenty four note, and my thought process was: if I have Bateman and I have Corey Davis, I'm playing Bateman over Corey Davis. If I have Bateman and Jalen Waddle, I'm playing Bateman. If I have Devontae Bateman Smith, over Waddle, yeah, you don't think so? I'd probably. I mean, it depends. I guess I'd probably try and get both in, but I'd probably start Waddle until Bateman. Maybe like the second week, Bateman plays. I just want. Yeah, see I'm talking. I'm talking like, you know, not not his first week back, but like let's oh, say week okay. seven, eight. Like I'm starting him over Corey Davis, Waddle, um, Devontae Smith. Probably at this point, man, I might start him over Robert Woods. I don't know what you guys think about that, but I think he's going to be getting more targets. Cup just gets fed too much. Cup is the f- clear favorite there. I've been trying to sell him in one league where I'm contending, <laughs> but. Can't get a I deal. wouldn't sell him right now, man. If you're contending, I mean, wait till. No, wait I another... meant, I meant where I'm rebuilding. Yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna say if you're contending, oh no, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, the thing about so, Cup yeah. and 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 Robert Woods, that that offense is just so damn explosive. 
Exactly. But to answer your question, I probably, I do have a one spot above Waddle. So yeah, I mean, I could see, I'd like both of them in my lineup, but I wouldn't mind Bateman over Waddle. Yeah. So to answer the original question I asked, um, personally, I'm, you know, you buy Bateman where you can. Um, I, I do think there's always an acclimation period to an extent. Again, people are so freaking spoiled with these players. You know, obviously Chase is having a really great start to the season. Rondell's had some great weeks. Waddles looked really good. Devontae Smith had a great first week, looked a little slower. That offense is in disarray. So we can kind of disregard whatever we see for Philly right now because we know they're going to have growing pains, um, you know, with the coach and Jalen Hurts trying to figure things out, which, by the way, people hating on Jalen Hurts as a passer and a player. Um, yeah, it's going to take time for him to grow as a, as, a, as an individual, you know, as a quarterback. I think he's played like seven games. Like, two, he's a rookie, say, yeah, dude. It, like, it's not even half a season. That's, yeah. And you look at his numbers compared to Lamar and, and Russell Wilson's, you know, first seven games, he's been better in most categories. Like, let's just give this guy some time and stop being so, you know, quick to jump on a guy that you didn't believe in. I believed in him coming out. He was my QB two last um, in that draft um, behind Tua. Then I had Herbert and Burrow. Um, I've obviously shifted on on my thoughts on on some of those guys, but I, I still believe Hertz has incredible talent. When you watch him play, I mean, the talent's there. I mean, I, I don't really care what anyone says. I mean, I, I've been watching football long enough to know who's, who's you know, who looks good and who doesn't. He definitely has the looks to him. But um, anyway, not to go off on a tangent, I just wanted to throw that in there because I feel like a lot of people are piling on Jalen Hurts after a rough game. Um, the Eagles got the shit beat out of him last night in general. So um, let's let's look at it as a whole, not just Jalen Hurts. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely buying Rashad Bateman. If I can, you know, a first and a, maybe a small piece, you know, depending on the owner, depending on where the first is going to be. Um, I think he's going to have a good season, man. You know, again, I, I feel like that offense is is ready to take off. Um, next topic, Joe Mixon. Passing work is disappointing, but where do we see him kind of for the, you know, rest of the year outlook and long-term? Do we feel like he's what we thought he was going to be? Is he getting that type of workload? You know, where are we at? Nick, Nick Khan, I know, Khan, you're kind of the truther on Mixon, you know, along with me. Where, where are you at? Um, You know, the fact that he's getting around 20 carries every week just makes him, you know, week in, week out, minimum late RB1. Like, it, that just is what it is. He has high touchdown upside. He hasn't had a touchdown the last two weeks, so it's going to come. Um, the pass work has been disappointing, and he plays Jacksonville this week, so hopefully he gets some targets. He had a huge touchdown reception last year against them. Mm-hmm. It's just a little bit frustrating when, you know, T. Higgins is out, and he still sees, I think it was one target. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a little bit discouraging. I feel like they're not. It's kind of like the Saquon situation where they're not really using him in the passing game. Like if they if they throw it to him, it's just you know Burrow's under pressure and he's a check down. Like he's not actually running routes, and it's it's just you know he can do that. So that's it hurts to to be able to see the ability that he has and not be able to use it. At least it wasn't Miles Sanders. What did he get? Like four touches? <laughs> yeah, he had get two, two rushes, rushes. For twenty-seven yards. So stupid. It's just unbelievable, man. And Why then Gainwell did the nothing ball? either. Yeah, these coaches. What are they doing? <laughs> They're so bad. I mean, it goes back to I what that guy tweeted, right? You know, I'm I'm not dumb. The coaches are just stupid. That might that might be correct, honestly. I mean, that a might lot be of my times, favorite thing. Yeah, no. It, so it's McMeow. It's actually a guy I've I've done some leagues with him before. Oh, that was McMeow. Yeah, that's my yeah, guy. Yeah, shout out McMeow. Funny dude. He, I mean, he he makes a good point. Like I can evaluate a roster and see if a guy's in a good position if he has the talent and he should get that type of target share. 
you know, what his production will be like. But at the end of the day, if a coach doesn't know how to utilize a player, I mean, look at LaVishka Chenault, for, for example, you know, they just aren't utilizing him. He has the talent. You can see it. I mean, in the offseason specifically, there's a couple games you're like, oh, man, this guy's the alpha. He's the dude. And then you come into the season, he's got like three or four targets, and that's it. You know, they're just not he using him. four for 48 at halftime. And yeah, I didn't get a catch. Nice, nice yeah. first half. That's it. That's all he had. I'm like, are you like, uh-huh. I was obviously, I wrote the article last week. I... I've expressed that I really like Visca and I think he's the alpha and it's just like the whole offense is in shambles. In my opinion, it's all urban Meyer. He's got to get out of here. It's that's what it starts with. Look, the thing is like Marvin Jones jr. Is the clear alpha for this season. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason Chark is even halfway to relevancy is because he has two touchdowns on the season. Mm-hmm. The you long, know, long touchdown. Yeah. And if Visca had even just one touchdown taken away, I mean, given to him and taken away from Chark, it's, you know, it's night and day. You know, Chark loses six points on the season. Visca gains six, 12-point difference. Massive, massive bump for Visca. Yeah. I mean, bro, we, we talked about it, and it's something that I think a lot of people realize. Urban Meyer is a cancer, um, literally. I mean, he needs to be cut out of that organization. Did um, you see so- what he said? Well, I mean, I've seen a lot of things he said, bro. He was talking to Vic Fangio, and he's like, oh, that was my first time meeting him. And he said, it's like playing Alabama every week. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, what are you He's just got to stop talking, bro. Like, he's one of those guys, shot. like, it's like Gettleman. Like, when you come in front of me, just like, just don't freaking talk, Holy dude. Shit. Like, just don't talk. Like, <laughs> it's like Bama. Oh, my God. Anyway, so let's move on. Um, we got some questions, which um, I feel like we got a few this week. Nikki, why don't you rattle off that first one? Yeah, so from burner season, uh, how do you feel about J-Rob the rest of the season? I'm Well, we were just talking about the Jaguars. It's perfect. Um, yeah. I'm transition. happy J-Rob had a good week. Urban finally fed him, and he did well. So yeah, I still like him. He's a flex play for me if you really need him as an RB2. It's passable. Go ahead. But I, yeah. I, I I like where do you guys see him finishing? I could see I mean, fifteen to eighteen. He, yeah, he's in the he's the RB seventeen right now, and that's with the Where do you see that? Abs- I have him at twenty five. Um on sleeper, I see RB number seventeen right now in PPR. Probably PPC. I apologize. I, I'm looking at the wrong guy. I was looking at Daryl Henderson. I was like, what he's looking at. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so like the last two games, right? His snap count fell again this week to sub-60. It was 59%, but 15 carries and six targets. That's going to get the job done. And if that type mm-hmm. of usage holds up, yeah. you know, top 12 maybe. I think mean, that's certainly a possibility, you know, because um, the touchdowns will come with 21 touches. Yeah. Just like last season. Um, last two weeks, 40 points combined, 73 snaps last week, 11 uh, carries and three targets last week up to 15 and six. Like I said before, you know, this offense is good. They're definitely turnover yeah. prone, but this offense is good and he's going to have opportunities to score. So um, I could see him, you know, he, this is his floor right now. RB 17. I think that's his floor. And then he can get up to maybe the 12, 13, 11, 12, 13 area. Yeah. How about well, you? I guess way, way more optimistic than me. Um, no, nah, I mean, I guess I could see him kind of slotting in between that 15 and 18 range, kind of where he's at. Um, I don't personally see the top 10 to 12 upside. Um, I get before the season, a lot of people had him there. Then Travis Etienne got drafted and then Travis Etienne got hurt. 
Um, I, I just don't see it being the type of offense that's going to be lucrative to him, you know, from, from a year end standpoint. Um, I think 15 to 18 is about where I'd have him. Um, if you're buying in dynasty, I'm not giving up a first for, for, uh, James Robinson or yeah. Henderson. I keep saying Henderson. So I wouldn't give up first for Henderson either. Um, <laughs> he's just not a guy I'm buying. You know, I don't like the situation. I think Travis Etienne is, has uber uber talent um you're gonna have to wait a year on travis you know probably a year and some change because you know first couple games maybe he has to get acclimated to the nfl and the speed of the game but um yeah i'm just i'm not about him long term and i just don't love him this season um to to the point of you know he's he's a low-end rb2 for me you know 15 18 range i guess that's about that maybe a little bit higher the reason that i that i gave him like that type of ceiling is because he's the rb17 right now and he had a complete dud week week one yeah, And, you know, I, I was really, really off of J-Rob because I thought Hyde was going to be relevant. I thought LaVisco was going to take some carries, you know, two, mm-hmm. three a game. Yep. I thought he was going to get, get a target out of the backfield. But it just doesn't seem like the creativity is there. It seems like, you know, if Robinson is in, he's going to be, you know, maybe the second, third option in the passing game. Yeah. He out-targeted uh, DJ Chark this week, I believe. So yeah. And Visco. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's concerning for – for the offense as a whole, you know, like if you have Chark, if you have Visca, if you have Trevor Lawrence, but if you have James Robinson, like that, you know, if you catch six passes in a week as a running back, you're going to finish top 12. Yeah, usually. Yeah, that's so, usually the case. Um, Maybe top 12 is aggressive. You know, there's a, there's a, like Najee. <laughs> oh my God. 19 targets. Are you kidding me? I think he's second on receptions for rookies right now at 20. Did I see that Maybe. right? Con, Some, check me on pro- that. Probably something like that. Yeah, I think he's like second. Or I know Henry's up there, and that's scary. That's yeah. scary. If yeah. Derrick Henry gets receptions, he's RB1 for the season. He's been getting them, yeah. and that's the. I didn't expect it. Honestly. The guy, the king. All right. So, question number two What do you think of Detroit's backfield so far? Um, it's been a little frustrating, but at the same time, I, I feel like also this we, question is from Yo MG. That's my boy Matt. Shout out to you, bro. Yes, sorry, I missed that. Sorry, Matt. Um, I feel like it's been interesting so far, but at the same time, like this is Swift's floor. Like it yeah. just is. You know what I mean? Like what we're seeing right now is is a player that is only going to get better, is only going to be used more, is only going to take over more of a role within that offense. Um, he really does have that Kamara slash Eckler esque role where it's like, he's going to get five, six, seven targets a game. He's going to get those eight, nine, 10, 12 target uh, um, rushes a game. He's going to have the red zone targets. Um, he's a guy that you just have to buy um, high on. Um, if there's anybody that's low enough on him where you can get him for like a, you know, a player like Clyde Edwards Hilaire plus, you know, or a player like a David Montgomery in a small piece. Cause I'm, I am a big David Montgomery fan, but from dynasty, you know, there is a gap for me. Um, he's just a guy that you, you just, you know, it's going to only get better. You got to remember he's been, he's been nursing a groin injury. So there's also that aspect to it. And I think Jamal Williams is kind of filling in that role. Not that he's going to be completely phased out because he has a good running back. We saw how much he was utilized in green Bay. Um, I'm pretty satisfied. I own Swift in a few leagues and I'm, I'm totally okay with what's going on right now. Cause again, this is his floor. It's only going to get better in my opinion. Yeah. And just, just to jump in real quick about the receptions, um, Jalen Waddle is tied for number three in the league mm-hmm. with 22 receptions in the season. And then Najee Harris has 20 tied with Travis Kelsey, Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley, Debo Samuel, Darren Waller. 
which is I with Darren Waller. <laughs> elite company, elite company. Darren Waller gets so many targets. Yeah, and DeAndre Swift has him. 19 catches this year. One bit on Najee. It's crazy. Um. So, yeah, Nick, uh, let him know what you think about Detroit, and then I'll have been after you. Yeah, so I think Jamal Williams is an every week flex, like, easily. I mean, he's being overlooked. Like, he, he he's very productive. Um, hold on, let me pull it up real quick. So he's had 27 the first week, the same amount of points as Swift. And then he had eight. He had a little of a down week, only three targets, seven carries. But this week he had 12 carries, two targets, uh, 17 more points. I see his as a flex option every week. And did I see Swift on this week. No, he did not this week. No. I had him on a parlay. So I know that, <laughs> but <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, Swift and my RB seven still feels kind of low. Like, I mean, he's so good. He's getting so many targets. He could finish top three. He's at number three. He could finish there like easily. Yeah. Yeah. In, in dynasty, I think seven is low and redraft. I would say the eight to 10 range. Who would you put over him? Because I have McCaffrey, Barkley, Taylor, Kamara, Cook, Najee, and then him. Well, you're lower on Najee. Yeah, but you know, like I I was telling how Big Ben's arm is cooked and he's gonna check down. Bad on me for not realizing how how cooked he was. Like oh, me, he looks bad. We were all wrong, but you were the least. No, I, well, it was I, more yeah. the it was more the fact that it's just <laughs> I felt like he was in a good situation to be able to like just utilize his guys. Like I did not. Nah, realize, man I didn't realize cool. he literally was like. <laughs> I mean, bro, did you see that trip that play where he crosses where he his fell. feet? Yeah, and he like falls forward, and I'm like, "What are you doing, man? Bro, he's done. Like, he's done. What are you he's, doing, man? Like, Big just, Ben just, is cup." Just tell the coach to take, like, you're embarrassing your, like, all people are going to remember is that, like, you didn't retire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Um, So, for this season, Nick, like you were saying, I got McCaffrey over him. I got uh, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook. So, that's three. Then I got, I still have Joe Mixon above him, like, just because I want him to get the passing work, and I'm kind of biased to Joe Mixon. Sorry. Yeah, that, what that makes sense. Um, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, and then you know I haven't tied with Austin Eckler there on the seven to eight range. So you mm-hmm. know I, I I think that's fair seven to eight. What do you think? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I'm looking at dynasty wise, but behind him I have Eckler because I he doesn't he doesn't get much burn. So he's got a young, healthy body. I think he's gonna be around for a while with Herbert. Oh, in dynasty. Yeah, I'm looking at dynasty. Okay, yeah, and and Dyn- like just a preview for when we update. Um, Week four, I'm, I might be I might be moving Swift over Jonathan Taylor in Dynasty. Wow, what? I'm sorry, like you should be. That's disgraceful. You're <laughs> you're not, not only no, are you not. an ageist, you're an emotional whore. That's no, what you are. No, I'm not. I'm gonna start calling you. What we're are you, not. What your, we're the least what emotional is people. Listen, people on Twitter. No, Khan's very emotional. Listen, what is that? What is that thing? Let's say a COVID merchant. Yeah, COVID merchant. What yeah, you're a COVID it? merchant. That's what Me, you want. Tyler Hero. Yeah. <laughs> This dude just said he's ready to put Swift over Taylor because of three fucking weeks, man. Come on. What? Johnny, All we're right. supposed to be a family-friendly podcast. Yeah, I'm on, sorry, guys. My emotions are my emotions are high right it, now. It, it's a big thing to, to do with just like what can co- you justify it on though? Like, okay, yeah, he's okay, a good okay listen, weeks. so let's talk about that right now. Yeah, so, please. Okay. So fight you. The coaching staff for Indianapolis clearly is full of people who don't know what they're doing. Right? Well, Anthony Lynn likes his running backs. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. 
And DeAndre Swift is catching like five passes a week. He's in a better offense currently. You know, like Detroit, people don't think that they're good offense, but they move the ball. And he has a touchdown, I believe, in two out of the three weeks. You know, I hope Taylor gets his carries. I do. But, you know, for me to, for me to ignore the potential DeAndre Swift has in Dynasty, like next year, I believe he's going to be getting 15-plus carries and five-plus targets a game. There's no, no reason to keep feeding Jamal Williams when DeAndre Swift is going to be right there in his prime ready to take over. Okay, yeah, like that's fine. But what makes you say that Jonathan Taylor, who's averaging nearly 11 yards per touch, is in a situation where he's getting literally like 45% of snaps? Yeah. yeah. And you're ready to put Swift ahead of him? Like, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is going to go down to RB4 in Dynasty, so shoot me. I mean, I want to. I can't. Is that a drop? Far. Is that, that's it's a big drop. You're putting bad. Swift ahead. So wait, you're ready to put Swift at what? RB what? Three. Three. I just, uh, I'm sorry, man. I think that's very react. I think we're going to talk about. <laughs> I this wouldn't in eight move weeks. up that far myself personally yet, but he's. It's been three weeks. A- I know, no, like that's why we're doing I, every I, four I said, weeks. I said, I said, if, if, like after we, after we adjust for week four, like if the trend continues, you know, you feel me, you know what I'm saying. I don't know. I think you're out okay. of your mind. I think you're out of your mind. He's getting 45% snap share and like Taylor is at, well, yes, first, I understand what we're saying he, about he Swift. Averaged, He's at his floor. He averaged 6.4 yards a carry this week. And before that it was like four and a half and then four. The receptions though, I believe is around six and a half yards per touch for uh, per reception. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He, his yards per carry on, on um, week one or yards per carry week one was like 3.3. Like it was low. Yes. Week two definitely had a rough week. He had 17 and 15 carries. So the thing is they're not utilizing him as a pass catcher in the last two games. And you're seeing the drop off. I think that if we look at what Taylor's doing from a snap snap share percentage, and he's only getting half of them, like, I don't know, man, talent wise. I, I don't think you can compare the two. I get what we're so, saying about Swift. He's uber efficient. He's getting utilized. But you got to also realize at the end of those games, we're seeing it. They're dumping off four, five, six, seven passes to him, and he's eating up these chunk yards, and that's adding to that floor that we're seeing. Yeah, Swift isn't better than Jonathan Taylor, but this is fantasy football. I understand that, but from a fantasy perspective, the talent will transcend with Taylor producing more. But the dump off targets are going to transcend. I think they're both going to be. <laughs> Amazing. I, just, I, don't, I can't get I can't let you get away. I mean, I mean, Johnny, that. look, Johnny, I don't think one spot difference is that crazy. And I think John, both J- Jonathan Taylor is your RB3 in Dynasty. He's going to, he might, M I G H T, might be my RB4 after next week. Yeah, but you're putting I, Swift ahead of him. That's what's egregious to me. I mean, oh, yeah. dude, the top three to me <laughs> have to be like, there's no question asked, best running back in the league. Like Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey. And Saquon Barkley. Like, those are my three. Like, Saquon, obviously, he's coming off of the injury. If anything, I would move Saquon out for him until he gets acquainted in the offense and we see how it's going. But see, it's Dynasty. You're not drafting Swift 1-4. You're drafting Saquon. No, I'm not, but I might rather Swift plus for Saquon in the trade. I don't see that. But but I I wouldn't. um... And I don't even think you can get that right now. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't want it. I'd rather Saquon. Because he's, in my opinion, he's. I don't think talent. that right now. If you went to someone with Swift and said, "Give me Swift," and what a, a second or a, something else on if top. You Saquon, me, if you offered me, if you, I don't think me, a lot of people would do that. I'm not if saying you offer me you, that for I'm saying Saquon, a lot I would of smash people it. out there. What do you think about that, John? 
<laughs> Nick, I couldn't hear you because Johnny was screaming. Oh. I'm saying right now, if you go up to the Swift owner yeah. and you say, give me Swift Plus for Saquon, I don't think a lot of people are doing that right now. All right, Con, you I, have you have him in, in scared money right now. You have Swift, I have yeah. Saquon. If I offered you Saquon for Swift in a second, you're not smashing that? I, I take that. That's why I have. That's why I still have Saquon. Well, that's why I but said I, but I also believe example. in Saquon. But I also be, that's that's why because I believe in Saquon. A lot no, people, so do I. Yeah, like a Saquon owner, which is where I think where Nick is coming from. A Saquon owner might just be out on him, and then offer you that trade. You know what I mean? That's that thing. That's what Nick's saying. I guess let's move on. I'm getting my blood pressure is way too high right now. <laughs> um, all right, next question we got uh, Jeff with three Fs underscore Bezos. Mike Will, Ridley, Cooper, A Rob, AU, Kenny G, and Deontay. Who do you trade away? Ooh. I question. try and sell high on Mike Will. I like Mike Will. I've liked him for years. He's disappointed me. I was out on him this year, but he's yeah. the wide receiver one. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. What I would trade doing, high man. on him if you can. I don't know how high you're trading because I feel like most people are gonna be saying the same thing, like sell high on this guy. Like we'll see if it's to the Herbert owner get a stack. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I I agree. I think Mike Williams has to be the guy there. You know, you know what? I think I'm waiting for the Ridley pop week and then trading him. You're out on Ridley? Matt Ryan is garbage and we saw that firsthand. And it's not that I'm out on Ridley. I just buy all these other guys. I buy Mike Williams with Herbert. I buy Amari Cooper with Dak. I buy Ayuk, hopefully when Trey Lance comes in. I still buy Kenny G. And out of all these guys, I think Calvin Ridley is going to carry name value still better than Brandon Ayuk because people are going to see the bench situation. He's going to carry value better than Kenny G because people are going to see he's a giant. He sucks. You know what I mean? He's going to carry name value better than Deontay because he's always hurt. He's in a horrible offense. Yeah, that's true. So I think – off of like a name value to production basis, I think you can get better value out of Calvin Ridley because I don't believe he has a touchdown this season. It's going to come, but you know, if you're an offense that really isn't that good, he's not going to have too many touchdowns. And Mike Williams in a soup is in a star studded offense. Cooper star studded offense. Allen Robinson, you know, they have Matt Nagy, but he had Justin Fields. So I'm really banking on it. Ayuk star studded offense. Kenny G. You know, I, I believe Daniel Jones and Saquon are good players and they'll have to go to t- get it together. Deontay, bad offense, but he gets 12 targets a game. So that's kind of where, I, where I'm at. I'm Ridley. And it's not because he's bad. I want to reemphasize that. He's not bad. He's still a top 18 receiver on the season for me, but I don't see him as a receiver one, unfortunately. Do you have him in your dynasty again? Dynasty, I have him. Because he's five for me. I have him at nine. He's Six for me. But you said you don't see him at, at in the top 18 for the rest of the season? You said huh? for this season. For this season. For That's this what season. I'm asking. Yeah. I do. For Dynasty. For, for Dynasty, I have him at nine. No, no, no. For this year, I want you to repeat what you said because I misunderstood. I want to make sure I didn't misunderstand. I said I don't know if I have him as the top 18 guy for the rest of the season. Whew. Like, Like, to go through it, right? So, I think Hill, Metcalf, Diggs, Justin Jefferson – Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, McLaurin, DJ Moore, CD Lamb, Amari Cooper. Those guys are all above him. I have Chris Godwin now. I hear AJB. Well, he's also hurt, and he's been disappointing, but I would still take him over Calvin Ridley because they're going to score touchdowns. And then Deontay, Target Hog, Kenny G. I would take Kenny. Mm, that's tough. That's You're tough. losing me. You're losing me here. Why? Who would you trade, JP? 
I mean, on that list, I, I agree with you, Nick. You're I was hating all our takes. To <laughs> just, I mean, you hit me with Swift over Taylor. Ridley's not top eighteen this year. I feel like there's some hot <laughs> shit coming out. Like no, I gotta, like, I gotta kick back a little I, bit. Okay, I'm not, I'm not like. I agree with you, Nick. I'm trading Mike Williams on that list, though. Okay. Go ahead, Con. Go ahead. I don't, I don't like. Like I know it, it's hard to say that, right? Because Calvin Ridley's obviously really effing good at football, but on you know scoring fantasy points. Is is the touch? Are the touchdowns going to be there? The way they're going to be there for Mike Williams or Amari or, you know, Kenny G. Hopefully they get into the red zone. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I mean, thing. but let's be honest. Like that's in my opinion, that's a homer take. Kenny G's done nothing to prove that he would be better than yeah. Ridley this season. So like, let's call it what it is. Like, like Ridley, okay. it's week three. Ridley was like a wide receiver, like one coming into the season for a lot of people. People saying he could be the wide receiver one. I think that as the season goes on, we see more productivity from that offense. We see. I hope so. I mean, but you, you can also say the same thing for the Giants. I, I mean, think yeah, you can, happen. but like Ridley's already shown that. You know what I mean? Like Kenny G showed a lot of great things, but we know what Jason Garrett's offense is. I, I just don't know that I'm putting. Actually, I do know I'm not putting Kenny Galladay over Calvin Ridley in any conversation. Um, no, Ridley, he's been getting 8, 10, and 11 targets. He's had 10, 19, and 14 there. points. Yeah. I don't think it's anything wrong. I, I it's going to catch up. The production will catch up with what's happening. He's still happening. on pace. Right. Yeah. We're top five. So, I, I so, just... so, you, like, so you don't think that you can get more for Ridley right now than he's going to produce the rest of the season? Yeah, I do. I, I think that the target – listen, when the target share is no, there no, – no, the yeah, I think you misheard me because you said yes to the wrong side of the question. I said do you, you, you don't think you can get more for Ridley on the market you can get more, but he's not as good as Mike. You Williams. can get more, but I prefer him, and I'd rather move. No, I mean, Mike he's Williams. much better than Mike Williams. I'm sorry. Yeah, like I'd rather if I had all those players, I'd rather trade Mike Williams for a more stable long term piece because I don't see Mike Williams being consistently a top five wide receiver in the NFL. I do believe long term Ridley has that type of upside, and I do. Well, believe, this is redraft. Okay, even redraft. I mean, rest of the season, I think Ridley's going to be a better receiver consistently throughout the year. The target share is there. The volume's there. Yeah, Mike Williams has looked great. I don't think that Mike Williams is a top five wide receiver. Um, I don't think he has that type of talent. I don't think so either. I just don't think he's that guy. Um, Again, Herbert's looked really good. It's been a great offense. You've seen a lot of really good football out of that offense, and you've seen Mike Williams playing his best ball. Mike Williams also loves to get hurt. He has no regard for his body. So I just don't see him playing 16 full games, 17 full games, and being that guy every week over Ridley. Um, That's just me. I would trade Mike Williams out of that list. Um, If you want to trade Ridley for the farm and get what you can for him, I respect it. But I think you're going to look back at week nine or 10 and be like, why the hell did I trade this guy when I need him? So Ridley is averaging like 10 targets a game, you said, because I, I haven't looked at his stats. I didn't want to look at anything Giants related, like with the Falcons game. So I didn't look at his stats after that. So he had 11 targets. He had yeah. 11 targets, eight receptions for 61 mm-hmm. yards. Yeah. And the man, week that's, before that's he had 10. Tough, man. That's what I'm saying. So it's not like he's not getting the targets. It's not yeah. like he's not getting the usage. I mean, he's playing. He played 95% of the snaps against the Giants. You know, you got to remember as bad as the Giants defense has been, you know, they still have decent secondary, you know, and they still have good players. So, you know, he was in a situation where I think there was one time where he almost had a touchdown too. So, you know, if he yeah. scores that touchdown, that's another like eight, nine points added on to his day. So yeah. then you're not really talking about him as a guy that you're trying to sell high on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that really is just somebody that I, I personally, I can't get down with bottom 18. I, I think he's just a locked and loaded top 10 wide receiver period, rest of the season, long-term. That's just where right. I, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm, like, you know, retract that. Uh, t- 
Well, bro, you know Johnny tries to jump down my throat a lot in these, in these episodes. I would say top eight, top eight guarantee for Calvin Ridley. Top eight guaranteed, barring health. Yes. I mean, listen. This year, this year. Okay, okay. How about how about this, Nick? We'll we'll do we'll do a bet just because, like, we'll, we'll just to make it entertaining. If, yeah, if yeah. he finishes, we'll do a water bet. Yeah. <laughs> if he let's let's just for the just for the fun of it, if he finishes top eight, then I'll I'll get watered, and then if uh, if he finishes <laughs> less than top eight, then yeah, less than top eight, then then you have to get watered. Sounds good. Deal? All right. Listen, listen, I love you, bro. But if you throw out hot takes, I got to come with some response. If I'm telling <laughs> you something that you disagree with, I want you to hit me with it. It's yeah, just, yeah, look, listen. And, and we did that, you know, like, like for some reason, even though I follow everything about fantasy football, I did not know he was averaging 10 targets a game. And I don't yeah, know why. That's but, all right. Yeah, listen, yeah. you check me on a lot of my takes and I want to, I want to make sure that we keep each other on it. So let's move on. Last question. We got uh, Ant. Caruso, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. One Caru- like, like Alex Caruso, but it's Ant Caruso. Yes, there you go, there you go. All right, so we got one team. I have Dalvin, Mixon, Gibson, Swift, and Sermon at running back. Wide receivers are Moore, Debo, Corey. I'm guessing Corey Davis. Corey Davis, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pittman, Shark, and AU. Should I roll with that wide receiver core or trade off one of my running backs for a top ten guy? Um, I would try moving Shark and Sermon. I was about to say that. Yeah, there you go, Nikki. <laughs> I was literally looking at both those guys. Yeah, I like that. I'd move them and maybe a pick and then go for an... Because your R- RBs are studded. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're looking at three guys that could potentially be... I mean, Dalvin, Mixon, Gibson, Four guys. Swift. That's insane. Yeah, that's a nasty one. I mean, if you could... Listen, if you have three flex spots, absolutely. Take Sermon and Shark and, and maybe, you know, if you have a first or a second, mm-hmm. you know, go get yourself, you know... David Montgomery plus plus, you know what I mean? If if somebody's a little low Go on him after CMC. a tough week, shoot, yeah. I mean, if you can get C Mac on that, <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot too. Um, and if this is a redraft question, um, because I'm not sure, oh, we, when you're asking this questions, leave the format also in there, mm. please. Um, if this is redraft, then you can, you know, if there's a Elijah Mitchell owner who wants Sermon for some reason, even though they're not going to be relevant, just because Shanahan and the way he runs his offense. If you can package Sermon and, Pim- and uh, Chark, and you can get, who would you say, like, uh, like if you could get Michael Thomas Green off their run. IR. Oh, I was going to say if you get MT off their IR spot, because, like, let's say they're only three yeah. and they need wins. Yeah. Like, That's you true. know, you get creative with it, you know. Yeah. I absolutely, if, if this guy wants me to put Sermon, Pittman, and Chark, you know, I think Pittman's really good, and he's going to finish maybe, I don't know, top 24, but, you know, Top wide receivers, they they win you leagues, and the guys that finish in around the eighteen to thirty range, they're they're pretty interchangeable with the people who are around them. So, you know, I'm always you know everybody should be shooting for the studs because bench points don't win you championships. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. So let's move on. Our final topic for the week is our dogs of the week. Nick, Khan, talk to me. Who do you guys got? Nick started off for us. Yeah, so before, real real quick, I have one question for you, Con. Uh, we spoke, yeah. and you said Trey Lance might be my QB1 after this week. What do, <laughs> what do you think? Did I get Did he get, get you over? Um, no. I'm, I'm, that, was, that was like in the heat of the moment, and I was like, yo, he just rushed for a touchdown. And it's, you know, I have faith in the system around him, but I'm, I'm not going to put him over to you, Law, and I'm still going to have fields there. I'm sorry. Okay. Soon. But, uh, yeah, so my dog of the week, 
is gonna be Joey B. Joe Burrow's going against the Jaguars. It's gonna be a massacre. Urban Meyer's gonna hope wish he went back to college. And is this I, Alabama again? Yeah, I think there's second week in a row. Right? Maybe. <laughs> He probably thinks Alabama could beat these NFL teams. It's the funny part. But, yeah, I mean, T. Higgins, hopefully he's back. Chase has been beasting. Mixon's going to go off. That connection yeah. is so natural. Burrow, Burrow to Chase. <laughs> Jesus. What was? Burrow, oh. Burrow to Chase, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what about you, Con? Yeah, I got Mr. Antonio Gibson. And the big run, I mean, the big catch last week really set him up for a, for a decent week. And he didn't do too much after that, but he has a solid matchup this week. I hope and pray the the Washington football team realizes that they can keep beating up on their defense like this. Their guys are just out there for way too long. Their their unit has regressed as a whole, and I believe they have the Falcons coming up. Saquon had a good game against them. Yeah, it's the Falcons. Saquon had a good game against them. He had 20 fantasy points. Gibson should be getting targets. He should, you know, be able to rip a full long one maybe against this team. They're not good. We saw it this Sunday against the Giants. And, you know, he's he's been a little bit under uh he's been underproducing a little for fantasy owners. So I think this is a week where you can put the last couple games aside. You could put him in there with confidence, start him as an RB one, and he'll return good value for you this week. Johnny. I like it, man. I like it. I love Gibson, All by right. the way. Listen. I'm 0 for 3 on 0 for 2 on these. So uh, I'm going out on a limb. I'm going to stick with my guy. David Montgomery has a nice bounce back week against the Detroit Lions. I like the matchup. It's my it's my guy. So I'm rolling with him. Trust in the trust in the process here. Um, but yeah, I like Monty this week. I feel like last week he definitely had a uh, you know, lack lackluster game, you know, weeks one and two, he obviously looked a lot better, but you know, I feel like he bounces back well. So roll him out with confidence. He's my RB three in a few leagues or RB two. Um, feeling good about what he can do. Um, otherwise I think that's about it. Boys covered our questions, dogs of the weeks. feel good about everything. And, and, you know, good luck, everybody. Listen again, Rondell over Chase. That is my biggest hot take. <laughs> I still feel good about it. I do. I think that Rondell wasn't utilized very much this last week. His snap share was low. Um, we'll see what happens, you know, but I, I just, I know a couple people have asked about where I'm at on that. I'm still feeling good. We'll see where it ends up, but otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in guys. We appreciate it for another episode of dynasty dogs and we'll see you next time. Hey, everybody, and thanks again for joining us for another episode of Dynasty Dogs. As always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we always have fun with you. Make sure you come back and join us next time, and please remember to be on the lookout for us on IG and Twitter at Dynasty Dogs FF, all one word for daily updates and content. This is Johnny P, Nick, and Khan. We'll see you next time.